0: I want the room tone to have a low underlying chuckle throughout the whole thing. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. It just digitizes the sound. <laughs> just put that in underneath the whole thing. <laughs> Not safe for work. Not safe
1: for work. Not safe for work. Welcome to Not Safe For Network. I'm Biggs. I'm Brandon, and I'm Carl. Welcome back, Brandon.
2: Yeah, it's what a long, strange trip it's been.
1: Yeah, we'll get into that trip later. I know you built it into the segment. <laughs> uh, the first thing I want to talk Two about. Two
2: segments. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The first thing I want to talk about is the Sopranos trailer. I don't have a ton of thoughts about it, just that it looks really fucking cool. (laughs) Um, It is definitely built up like a movie trailer, not like a Sopranos episode. So I appreciated that right out of the gate. They showed the kid who's playing... James Gandolfini's character who is James Gandolfini's son and there was this little question in the back of my head can this kid do it? Because I know he's an actor but I also know he's getting the part because he's James Gandolfini's son and he looks like James Gandolfini quite a bit. Like you can see he looks like a younger version of him. He fucking nails it in that trailer. (laughs) Like we see a lot of different looks with him. We get a lot of talk about Tony being smart but not applying himself wanting to go to college. It's like comparing to Dickie Montessato, who was Chris's dad who they've talked about in The Sopranos but it's one of the only characters we've never, ever seen. We didn't even get any flashbacks to this character, which is rare for The Sopranos because they used to do little flashbacks to the 60s, which is when this takes place. So I am very excited for it as a Sopranos <laughs> fan. But it does look like somebody who doesn't know The Sopranos could probably go in and follow it because it's not steeped in Sopranos lore. It's hmm. just guess a crime film. So who gets an origin story next? I don't think it's really an origin story per se. I just think that they're showing things that they've talked about in the show but fleshing it out a bit. How is it not an origin story? Because it's not Tony's rise to power. Tony rises to power in The Sopranos. Like in the first season, they have his – his rise. This is about his childhood. This is about like his mother who they're having Vera Farmega play, which like all about it, dude. His mother's weird, like fully support Vera Farmega playing weird roles. I said that last episode, I stand by it. I don't think it's an origin story. I don't. I think it's just, it's focused on a couple of characters and one of them happens to be a character who grows up later, but I'm not entirely sure that It's about him necessarily. I feel like he's a piece of it, but they're probably emphasizing it for the trailers a little bit more. What's the
0: show called? The Many Saints of Newark. Well, that doesn't really sound like the Tony Soprano story either.
1: No. It's supposed to be about- The Many
0: Saints. Don't worry. We're talking about other people, not just Tony. And is he really a saint anyways, or are they saying saints ironically?
1: I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> These are just the questions I, yeah, that come to I, mind. I do, I've never known what it was a reference to. I've always wondered. Um, with The Sopranos, it could be that it's not abundantly clear what it is unless you happen to know some small little thing. Like, that was a show that was always working on, like, three or four levels at a time. It wasn't content to just tell a straight story. Like, there was always things going on beneath the surface. And there was The a, 60s were 50 years ago?
0: Seven, f- 60 years yeah, ago. Yeah, I guess. Well, sixty depends. Years ago. I
1: think this is... Probably the 1962
0: mid-60s. was 60 years ago.
1: Yeah, I think it's like the mid-60s. So, so. that means that how old is Chris Christie? I, I have no idea. Probably like 68. Should we cut him open and count the rings? I'm just saying. <laughs> but really. If Chris Christie was
0: like 10 years old in whatever year this is taking place in, then maybe we could have like teenage Tony Soprano like fucking punch... Teenage Chris Christie in the face
1: Yeah that would be enjoyable But only <laughs> if just he's as to think fat as modern day Chris I'm just trying Christie. to think
0: of New Jersey people And uh, <laughs> I wouldn't
1: Bruce Springsteen Yeah, I wouldn't mind him punching Bruce Springsteen in the face What about Bon Jovi I would love to see him punch like a child of Bon Jovi In the yeah. face <laughs> That would be satisfying Who cares <sighs> I feel so, like we hit the big three all
0: right, yeah, Those are the biggest three people from New Jersey Yeah Um,
1: Do you count transplants
0: to New Jersey? No. Okay. Brandon, what's your thoughts on The Sopranos?
2: About, like, I feel like the Sopranos TV show.
1: Okay. It was really good from the two episodes you watched. One episode. The, the one
2: episode I watched.
1: <laughs> he didn't do his homework. In work. one and
2: a half speed. How many seasons was it? Eight? Uh, no. It
1: was, seven. it was six, but season six was in two parts. It that's was right. pretty much seven. How many episodes? A hundred. I believe it was one. 86.
0: 86. So if he watched two out of 86, that's like what? Uh, well, he watched one, so it was well, 186. What's the per- <laughs> 186. What's that?
2: About 2%. almost.
0: Two percent. Yeah. So. That's more than none. You need
2: to watch. I've actually watched more. I, I, I would watch occasionally about... watch an episode the first uh, two, three seasons. I'd occasionally catch an episode. All right,
0: so you need to watch like seven minutes of the movie. And you judge the whole <laughs> judge any seven minutes from throughout the just a random whole seven thing. minutes. Yeah, you can divide up like seven different one minute segments, <laughs> or one seven minute chunk somewhere, and or then two three. Give us a, a review minute. on the whole movie based on just that. Well, that's just, your homework.
1: Just to be clear, I will be going to the theater for this, provided it's playing here. So I, I know it's going to be on HBO Max at the same time it said on the trailer. But I'll just rewatch it on HBO Max, like. If I like it that much, but I'm fucking going to the theater for this one. I've been waiting for this movie for years, so I'm excited. Any Sopranos is good Sopranos for me. So, all right. Yeah. We can move on. <laughs>
0: Bill Cosby.
1: <sighs> yeah. Gross.
0: So, gross. guess who's back in the news for horrible
1: reasons? Bill Cosby got let out of jail on a technicality
2: by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court.
1: And the. District attorney even made it a point to say that he's out on a technicality. It has nothing to do with anything that he did.
2: No, and it's – he's still – there is a – his own admission of guilt is still on the record. So, yep. like, he is – Guilty of but what he did. That admission of guilt was ruled as – Inadmissible yeah. basically because – That's why he got what, out. What happened – he has what, rich
0: lawyers and is a rich person.
1: So yeah, so That actually is what rules. it is. But technically it's because he gave a confession as part of a deal with – It was settling with a witness. Yeah, it was part of his civil
2: civil court. (laughs) And then they you and part of what he would give this deposition in civil court if they don't use it against him in um, trial court, I guess. But and they still ended up using it against him. So that's why it got thrown out. But the fucker's still on the looses, which
0: is it sucks. I mean, so here's where I stand on it from a realistic standpoint. The man is, what, 84 years old? I saw f- the footage of him being dropped off at his house, and he needed, like, two people to help him get out of that car and walk him to the fucking door of his house. He is not a threat or a danger no, to I... society in any way, shape, or form, except in the fact of the symbolism or the, yes. like, symbolically, yes. his continued existence. He got away with what existence. he did. Yeah. His continued existence is a symbolic harm that is being done to all women everywhere. <sighs> He's just – he sucks. And we've got women like Felicia Rashad saying, like, thank God that the great travesty has been undone. <laughs>
1: Did she say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Twitter. You got to
0: keep it – Which, a, who cares? I, I will say – It's not like she's the last word on the subject. Yeah, anyways. and I will say, so sometimes, say
1: it. sometimes you have to parse this stuff. That's going to happen there's just going to be people who stand up for people because they know them and they don't necessarily think that they're capable of other things even if they are
2: i was pretty uh upset when i heard it and i'm a middle-aged white man
1: does that mean we're supposed to put more weight on it because you're a middle-aged white man no that's not privilege at all. sir <laughs>
2: No, I no, I'm saying like I have no stakes in this game whatsoever, but I still think it's disgusting.
1: I I think it's disgusting. There's just too many people that came forward. That's basically what it comes down. Sixty plus
2: people. Come on, like you know, there's old adage where there's smoke, there's fire. Well, this looks like the inside of Cheech and Chong's lowrider, like, yeah.
1: I don't feel comfortable going down this road anymore unless somebody has something enlightening to say. Nope, dude
0: sucks. Moving on. Yeah. So we got some catching up to
1: do because
0: we did not discuss episode three of Loki last week. So now we've got episode three and episode four to discuss. And boy, howdy. Like
1: I think I can can truncate a lot of episode three. Just like give broad strokes.
0: Lots of speculation that we had wound up being completely wrong. (laughs) Like the vast majority of stuff that I was planning on talking about episode three. And a lot of what we talked about in episode two as well. Because we talked about how uh, Lady Loki... Was gonna be not Lady Loki. and yeah. Spoiler alert: she's straight
1: up Lady Loki. It's well, what not I what I said was like this was what person. somebody else was saying. I never committed it to podcast. Sure, I'm not saying it's it. But my no, opinion. what I'm
0: saying is that's what we were <laughs> going to spend a lot of time talking yeah. about I, before I was definitely we watched gonna examine, episode
1: four. I was gonna examine whether that could be who a
0: thing. it could who she really could be. But now we know we see we know her definitively. definitively. Yeah. she was. She's basically a variant because she was a girl yeah yeah which That's- is so fucked up and like wow it's great it's um, it's, it's compelling storytelling it's like us it we makes- can just
1: talk we don't really need to go into the beat by beat nah, is right like nah. i think everybody's listening to this has already seen loki let's just talk about moments um the biggest thing from episode four that i really took away was watching those heads roll off and it was like such a Wizard of Oz moment. Yes. Right. Like there was she coming up. Yep. And it did not surprise me later when I read a recap and they used those very words. I was like, yep, that's what I thought too. But you know, there's somebody pulling the strings, which means I may be right on one of two counts. Do you think it's Kang? Could be Kang because somebody's pulling the strings or. It could be old Loki. Or. I think or it's
0: a super old Loki. The guy with the Not horns Not Mephisto. The... <laughs> 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 Could be Mephisto. Son of a bitch. What if, it's, oh what if
1: it's revealed to be Kang, but it's really Mephisto? <laughs> <laughs> Just mind Mephisto will be blown. is
0: Kang. Mephisto's pretending to be Kang. John Krasinski is Mephisto, is Kang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, episode three. Yeah, uh, I'm going to sum it up. You were going to. Now I've stolen it from you because Loki's are treacherous.
1: Yeah. No, you're right. I it's- was going to bring up the possibility that it was the Enchantress. And yep. it does seem like this is an amalgamation of the Enchantress and Loki. Yep. Yeah, and Which uh, was something that we actually talked about as well. Once again, not committed to a podcast. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so people just have to take our word for Boy, it. But we were having a very in-depth conversation about how they mix up things and mix characters together to make it work. And the MCU is going to kind of do what they do. Like they get the general idea out there. But they always like remix things to make it new for comic fans as well as the audience. But they don't do it in like – a way that usually enrages people, right? Like, there's—I mean, there's always going to be your hopeless nerds that get enraged over everything, but
2: it wasn't exactly like it wasn't a. It wasn't so,
1: exactly like I pictured it.
0: <laughs> it was in so when I watched episode three. Um, one of the things that jumped out to me was the fact that Loki said he's never found anyone in the world that he's, like, truly, like, felt real love towards. You know, there's people he cares about. You know, he has, like, kind of a familial caring definitely for his mom or his adopted yeah. mom, definitely for uh, Thor eventually. Well, like, as a child. And then he became kind of bitter and then whatnot
1: and petty and all self Dude, his dad centered, played his... Kids against each other, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, it's nuts,
0: but then he kind of gets that back, and that Loki's gone. But, like, I was as I was watching it, I was like, Of course, these two are gonna fall for each other because if he's never found anybody that he can love, well, he's just he's found himself, in, he in loves love with himself. himself. So, yeah. it makes perfect sense that he is there gonna would be go this fuck spark. himself. And then, <laughs> oh, that's and then happen. I did not, I thought that was gonna remain subtext. But then immediately in episode four, you've got Mo- Mobius just being like,
1: you sick bastard. <laughs>
0: like,
1: you are so weird. You, you want- really like yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like...
0: And I, so I was surprised at how they turned, how quickly the subtext became text. And I love it. I'm so about, like, these two Lokis finding each other. <laughs> and uh of course when you get to the end of that episode he gets erased or uh, cl- clipped is that what? The- C- pruned C- pruned yeah that's the term so he gets pruned and you're like oh shit and uh but yet at the same time you're you've already first you see Mobius get pruned which that one was a gut shot for me i was like damn like i really liked i really liked him his riding his riding sketchy now I, and, uh, can I ruin something for you potentially? No, because I'm not done with my thought. Okay, ruin it later. So, because I might even get to that. Okay, but uh, like, so then Loki gets pruned, and you're like, "Damn!" But at the same time, you're like, "Well, the show is named Loki, so I doubt he's going to right. be gone." At the same time, variant Loki. How bold would it have been if the show just shifted focus onto Sylvie? And like, still that knew he was been, wearing a vote for Loki. Picture in the trailer <laughs> that was that would have been so bold of them to make her the lead for the rest of this episodes yeah. very would have been you know honestly we still don't know 100 percent that that's not the case but
1: we know um, there's a second season coming of the show that's what i've heard the uh it's the so only one that's got a second season that we know of
0: the uh you get to the post-credit sequence and of course uh loki is not dead. And you don't know where he is, but standing over him are three very bizarre Four. looking. Four. Did I miss one? So, I thought I oh, missed one, the crocodile is one. And then I realized one. the crocodile is one, yeah. Okay, wow. so, there, I thought there were three. There was a big black guy with kind of Loki-ish horns. And, Mjoln- and a version And, of and a Mjolnir. version of Mjolnir. There was... A super old dude in a very cosplay-looking, like cheap cosplay
1: spirit Halloween Loki costume, like <laughs> that, old
0: Silver Age.
1: That style. That old dude was in *Rise of Skywalker* and up for an Oscar. Nice, in, that's amazing. Last year,
0: and then there was a teen, like a, not even an adolescent Loki holding an alligator. Holding an alligator, which I thought was just a, a pet. That's what I thought is of first. Is apparently too. a and crocodile Loki. Like,
1: oh, another four variant Sounds like four. I don't remember. Number four and I, then they showed the picture of the crocodile and I was like, Oh yeah, I had just written it off as a pet as well, but that kind of makes sense in a little lo- a little bit. Like Loki can shape shift. We know Loki's been a snake before. Yeah. Frog.
0: So it's no Thor was
1: a frog. Yeah. Throg. I'm talking about in Thor Ragnarok when he was he really liked snakes. And so Thor went to pick up a snake, and it was Loki, and he stabbed him. Oh, right. He's telling that that story from their childhood. Yeah. A lot of his
0: pranks are just like, and then I stabbed him. (laughs)
2: awful. Fantastic. You literally stabbed somebody 50 times.
0: So my new theory based on where Loki wakes up is if he's being – erased from the Marvel universe.
2: You just throwing, throw you into the multiverse? No, like, this is what I outside think. Of the and universe? this
0: could be completely off, but I thought that would be a really interesting way to introduce the negative zone mm, interesting. to the MCU. Yeah. Which I think they do plan on sowing some, uh, planning at least a few seeds for an annihilation event somewhere down the road. But... I don't know if that's – I know that's not anything they're planning on doing anytime soon. Yeah. But it, if you're doing Annihilation, you're doing it as a
1: huge thing.
0: Thanos wasn't a, even a factor for like nine movies.
1: You could completely take so, Thanos out of that I and it doesn't matter. I think they're planting
0: seeds for Annihilation down the road, which requires the negative zone. Yep. Um, well, if they wanted to. Yeah. But I think they do want to do Annihilation. I think that might even come – like it's also in- interesting that I think we're going to get Adam Warlock from Guardians 3, right? We is saw him at, in uh,
1: Guardians 2. At the so. post-credits.
0: Yeah. Just, she said Adam. It was very much a seeming reference to it. So yeah, like all of – anything that, that makes the universe bigger, like the, the celestial or, or cosmic, that's the word I'm looking for. The cosmic Marvel stuff is some of the best stuff out, that's out there comic book wise so i'm looking forward to seeing more of
1: that i just like seeing the world built out i like yeah the more possibilities you have that's what i love about the mcu is it started out as kind of they're all banging around new york a little bit yeah. and then they like just kept opening it and opening it and opening it they're doing a good job man they're really building it out but for sure I, yeah, yeah. so what i was gonna say is i never believed for a second that owen wilson was gone Mobius, sorry, Uh, because Eli had, like, basically read off a list of, like, eight things that they do in every Marvel thing, and he was right when I heard it. It didn't destroy my enjoyment of anything, but one of those things is, like, you get a death, but it's not a real death. It's just, like, audience trickery, and they do that in every movie to that point and i've noticed it in the shows as well and so it just makes sense that mobius disappears loki disappears because that's their fake death that they're doing in there they always kind of do it like it's a comic book move anyway it's a typical drama move right like somebody falls over a cliff you're like oh my god and then they're saying something about it and then they climb up the cliff how many
2: times did indiana jones do that
1: at least once definitely (laughs) on last crusade he's like crawling up the the vine
2: yeah should have told them I loved (laughs) (laughs) him?
1: Well,
0: Loki, your love for yourself could be the event that actually sparks a multiverse. And they keep saying how that is destroy, blah, blah, blah. But, Honestly, the multiverse, all the timelines, the different timelines, they're not like running into each other. They're all going in different directions independently from each other. I don't understand why a multiverse means that one. individual timelines are threatened at all.
2: I had heard a theory online and it was that somebody was one of the timekeepers. Okay. Is- Probably was con- King. was making one timeline and pruning everything off. So what he wants at the very end is on this timeline.
1: Right. This is the Yeah. D- this I I actually said that on this podcast, I think in episode 2.
2: But the thing about
0: so okay, when you really think about the concept of a multiverse and how it is like triggered parallel timelines are triggered anytime a uh decision Could go one of two ways, basically. Flip a coin, you do one thing, you do another thing. Or you roll a dice. That every single moment of every single day, there are 7 trillion people having just thoughts. Like, thousands of thoughts, say, a minute. And every single one of those thoughts is like... It could go this way or they could go this way. So like – the and truly understanding infinity means that like there is so many infinite possibilities. You could not prune it down to one. That's fucking like an impossible task. It's comic book logic. So yeah, you have to – It's the same reason you can like swing a hammer in a circle and fly. Kindergarten (laughs) rules – Of, like, physics and logic and time. And that's why it comes with a certain suspension of disbelief, I think, is because you can't... Nothing that is fiction will ever hold up to scrutiny. That's why it's fucking fiction. Yep. (laughs) And that's why I love it, because all bets are off. And I like to take it a step further, and I like to write fictional stories about God, because God is omnipotent. And if I'm the one that is dictating God's actions, then that makes me God's God. (laughs) (laughs) What's better than that? God's God's God's
1: God. Mephisto showing up. That would be better. (laughs) How satisfied would everybody be in this room if Mephisto actually showed up on the show? If it was just like we were running this joke Uh, the entire fucking run of the show. We could retire that joke if Mephisto showed up. We could actually retire the joke. I think
2: we'd have to because I I would be actually kind of upset. Yeah, I would be be
0: disappointed. I would be legitimately disappointed if it was just like, oh, hey, look, it's Mephisto. (laughs) No. Here's the thing. We'll never have to worry about
1: because Mephisto's never showing up. He's never going to show up. Not even in Spider-Man. It's just too far for Kevin Feige, at least – at this point it's too far to introduce Mephisto do we really want Mephisto we don't
0: we don't need Mephisto like what's Mephisto ever so done many that's more, so great well,
1: thing, the thing is is there are way more
0: important villains we need to have show up before Mephisto we better fucking see Doctor Doom before
1: Mephisto oh dude oh definitely
0: we better fucking see Galactus for some, Galactus, reason, like for a some reason they'll ensure he shows
1: up in Fantastic Four Doctor yeah. Doom they always do
0: I, fucking, <laughs> I think that they Doctor Doom I think is cool is special enough that he should get a fucking origin story movie before they make Fantastic Four. He should get one independent of the Fantastic Four. So, it could end with him so meeting they were, Reed Richards. They were working. And then
1: they do a Fantastic Four movie. They were working on a Doctor Doom origin story that Noah Hawley was writing. Yeah, yeah, it's not happening. because it, it, it be, was for Fox. That and would then be so good. He he put out on Twitter that like it was axed a while ago. Yeah, yeah, bad. like Disney put the bullet in the head. Because honestly, Dr. Doom's great, but Dr. Doom's a villain. And like, I don't really want to hang with that particular villain for an entire movie. We don't need the Cruella treatment for this villain or really any villain, no, to be honest. No, we do
0: because it's not just the origin of Dr. Doom. It's the origin of
1: an entire movie fucking kingdom can i can it's i make a point here really quick like, we've gotten several fantastic four movies now where dr doom got an origin it doesn't fucking work but that's not Doctor what doom i'm doom saying works as a fish that chases dr. other doom fish was around the aquarium. already
0: a villain before he became dr doom he was the i know and that's what the story you never like i want him to see him learning magic Because he learned magic at some point.
1: I'm going to be honest, dude. One thing I never want to see is him without his helmet. That's the biggest mistake you can ever make. Yes, and they make it in every fucking movie. They show you Dr. Doom without his helmet. No, it's not fine because you see him and it's like, especially when you're a kid. And that's part of the charm of Dr. Doom is nostalgia because he's the coolest looking villain when you're a kid. And when you see him, you're like, what's under that mask? Like, it's very mysterious. And the biggest mistake you can make is by showing him being a normal person and then, Putting on the mask. No, the leave it to the imagination.
0: All the time, it's fine.
1: I mean, now they do because they already fucked that because out a they're long time ago. At telling
0: stories now.
1: <laughs> they are. Keep Go it,
0: back and read keep... old X Men, and then come back and oh, read. Dude, and I don't terrible. like any of it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> old 70s, 80s comics. They're all they're bad. Depends on the comic. <laughs> Multiverse, though, it's the best. It's the best thing. It, all the multiverses are fantastic. Anytime there's a multiverse, your what ifs, your stuff, putting little twists on oh, characters. Hopefully it will get you. We got, we don't don't we we got, many got what if coming. Yeah, it's gonna be fantastic. <laughs> and uh you know that they're still not gonna go all the way. You know? They're not gonna do the most wild, weird, out there weird stuff. There's still gonna be stuff that gets like genres that get neglected and like they're not gonna do everything. They're not gonna do Frognair. They're still gonna stay on a relatively You know, a wider path than they have been on before, especially with some of these new things like Shang-Chi and the Eternals and stuff, kind of. And the way that these TV shows series have been playing out, like, not so much Falcon and Winter Soldier, but, like, definitely WandaVision. And I think this a little bit, to a certain extent, with Loki. You know, we're playing with other genres. I heard that Black Widow, from a review I read of it, is like the James Bond movie of the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's yeah. what it always should have been. And uh so that got me thinking like what genres are we not going to get that we should get and so what
2: going to make a and standalone be like
0: WWE. I was <laughs> like so That's not a genre. <laughs> like which Marvel characters would you pick for like a musical? Like a straight
1: up musical. The Incredible
2: uh, Squirrel Girl.
1: Well, the first thing I would say is like I'd never want to see this happen. I just want it to be known, but you have to have <laughs> Dazzler as your lead. Uh maybe it's kind of in, it's That's kind of almost too on the nose. It's kind, shut up, uh, like, dude. it's her thing. <laughs> this is what I started. picturing. <laughs> she is the
0: lead. No, this is this is what I started picturing. Okay, Jubilee. An anthology f- movie done heavy metal style with fucking Silver Surfer flying through to different planets as the Herald of Galactus. Wouldn't it be fucking sick to introduce Silver Surfer and Galactus with like fucking just classic rock blasting as the Silver <laughs> Surfer is flying through space and showing up at some <laughs> planet and then Galactus fucking comes down and eats it and it's You're like- You're seeing
1: the Silver Surfer like cross over the screen. It's like, Brain, yeah. what's your price exactly. for plan? And it's like- <laughs> And his price- uh, Oh, is yeah. he's the herald of Galactus? He has to destroy Earth so that his Earth doesn't get destroyed. It's right there in the lyrics, dude. Yep.
2: <laughs> like just I think like that would metal. be
0: a fucking sick musical MCU movie. I could watch
1: that <laughs> if, it, if you're if you're pitching heavy metal to me, I could watch. But that. But
0: there would definitely be a up, sequence but if they're
1: singing. No, no, fuck that shit. There
0: would be a sequence where Galactus would fucking sing a song. He'd do like a ballad where he's like floating in space, singing about like okay. being alone. Obviously, he'd probably he'd be, like be he probably style. be like very be bassy. Like... But what if he had like falsetto? <laughs> <laughs> like... Well, like think about how high Meatloaf gets. Like, what if we just cast Meatloaf as Galactus and he I sang? Mean, is all he still alive, Meatloaf? Yeah, I think he's alive still. Good job, Meatloaf. Or he's okay, heavy. if that's, that's, meatloaf, that's an accomplishment. How about the next Meatloaf, Jack Black? Jack Black could do it. Yeah. That'd be pretty amazing. I would watch Jack Black. (laughs) Jack Black is Galactus doing like a rock and roll fucking – like Tenacious D Pick a Destiny maybe, you know, like – because some of my favorite shit in Pick a Destiny is like uh, the song where he's – Tripping on mushrooms? No, no. The one where he's breaking into the museum and so he's just like – in the song, he'll be like, and oh no, the cameras. It's <laughs> like, two air vents on the roof. That's what the guy was talking to shit. <laughs> and he's just saying shit because he sees, if you're not watching the movie, you don't know what he's saying shit to and in the you're, song. And you're right because I've heard that album many An times. Electric eye, infiltrate, storm the gate. Storm like, the gate. And it's like, but it's Galactus. like. <laughs> <laughs> And then, yes. you, and then you could even, like, you could do Fantastic Four. They could be like, got to get the ultimate null of fire. Or, okay, how about this? An X-Men movie, but it's like a Beatles movie.
1: Ugh, I'm out on both counts. You just, you you didn't put peanut butter in my chocolate. You put put battery acid in your chocolate. Yeah, you put battery acid in my dog shit.
0: (laughs) So, no, okay, this is why I bring that up is because I've had this, I've been trying to turn classic songs into Marvel-themed songs. And this is literally as far as I've got on any of them. But I go, I am the Cyclops. I am the Iceman, cuckoo, Choo. That's the whole, as much as I've gotten. I am the Cyclops. I am the Iceman. I'm going to tell you that's terrible. And of course it is.
1: <laughs> it doesn't have to be an brutal expert Beatles, Beatles match. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, don't, I think the Beatles are overrated anyway. They're just an iconic... I mean, they did movies,
1: you know. I mean, you can't like, argue they're not iconic. What like, if you they're did? They're the definition of iconic. Okay, so there's your dazzler that movie. That doesn't mean that they're you great.
0: do. Uh, what's the What's the best uh, Beatles movie? Help? Is it Help?
1: Or is that one bad? I feel like all Yellow bad. Submarine. Okay, it depends on the person and. Beatles really didn't do anything with the Yellow Submarine. They don't even voice the characters. It's other people voicing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Look it up. I'm not making this up. Yeah. But uh, I feel like Help is universally the one that people are like – yeah and it was directed by Richard Lester who made the two worst Superman movies and that's saying something because Zack Snyder made some Superman movies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he so made three and four you've so. got
0: uh, you've got Oof. the four oh, Beatles no he made
1: two and three which he... four
0: X-Men would you be have be like and they don't have to be in any way like the Beatles characters but which four X-Men as like, the Beatles so be, with the musical theme in
1: mind make one of them
0: okay. Dazzler okay Wolverine make one of them
1: Jubilee. Wolverine doesn't fit the bill. So fuck all you Wolverine fans. He doesn't get a... He's not allowed in this. I want Beast to play like a keyboard. (laughs) Just... Pawn it with
0: this giant fur. No, <laughs> why not? Wolf, no, Rolf he's got did claws. It. His claws are precise, and he's very dexterous. He can fucking. And he'd be he, hanging upside a, down playing a
1: keyboard upside down, dude. What about Nightcrawler as the lead singer? No, he, he just has drummer. He's a drummer. Like, drummer, lead he's a drummer. Show up. I don't know, man. I don't think he can stay still long enough to play. Exactly. Drums. Dude, like, that's why drums you have a, a singer. Dance. You put no, a he's, he's got on.
2: like Neil Perth kit oh, on steroids. No, like, he can bamf all over the place. Like, blink make Blink
0: the drummer because oh. she can spread her drum set all over the place and she could put Blink portals up and then she could like play her drum set <laughs> and it could be like spread out all over the place. That would be cool. Yeah. I'd that would be fucking that. cool. So let's just make this a straight up all girls. So we've got Dazzler, Blink, Jubilee. Who's our fourth? Uh, the only other Storm, female. Ex- Rogue. Oh yeah. Okay. Rogue, Storm.
1: Like I feel we've like Jean got, Grey doesn't uh, work. Kitty Pride. We've got uh, oh, actually, mystique. the Phoenix kind of makes sense. The Phoenix kind of makes sense. Ooh, yeah, because because you always have to pyrotechnics. have... pyrotechnics. You always have to have somebody mysterious. Well, you got Jubilee for dick. that.
0: Oh, right. Well, then Dazzler as well. Yeah, <laughs> actually, <Pyrotechnics>. yeah, actually, <laughs> you get a lot of redundant powers when your <laughs> core personality is like hip I'm music chick, like. <laughs> God, more just revealing just how, like, one-dimensional a lot of female Marvel characters are. But we have a lot more choose from too there's like uh, what's her name the um, white white queen or whatever uh Emma what, about, what about Wanda F-
1: w- Maximoff dude yeah
0: we got Wanda Maximoff we've got uh, Domino we've got I had a huge Wait, thing for Domino I thought Domino, Domino was
1: it. X Factor no
0: she, she well but she's still a mutant well yeah but you said
1: x also yeah, say it's Emma Frost was like, for the longest time, she was Hellfire Club, straight But villain. Eventually, she was X Men. That's the thing. Like, Avengers. Yeah. They eventually, fucking fight Avengers all the time. Everybody's an X Like, they if you get your shit. Membership, if like, you get your shit beaten by all the Avengers, the next step is to, like, have them hand you a card and have you join the Avengers. Dude, there's That's a how Marvel works. There's
0: an X Men mutant whose power is literally, he's just like a chicken man and he has no super strength or any, like, useful shit whatsoever. Well, he sounds like Ringo to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you know, it's kind of a you know, like uh, there are occasionally uh, jokey characters in the X Men, the same way that there's like the Great Lakes Adventures, which are like those ridiculously like parodies of superheroes. Do you ever read the Superior Foes of Spider Man? No. It, Is it's... that also like a parody-ish kind of silly? <laughs> Silly characters. So what it is – Like you got your polka dot guy (laughs) and your – So what it is – Captain Condiments, like those characters. What it is
1: is Captain Boomerang decides that like – they should start a Sinister Six, but there's only five of them. But he's like, it doesn't matter. It's branding. And, like, they never actually fight Spider-Man the whole time. Like, they just keep stabbing each other in the back over and over again. It's really fucking funny, though. It's written as a comedy, for sure. It went, like, eight issues, I think. I think it was a planned arc, but okay. it's, it's pretty funny. Well, it's it's... Like, and it's, like, it, it, is, it is, like, shocker. It is like it's real villains, but it's just painted they're in a very dumb. Well, they're
0: kind of it. It sounds like they're that's what they're, they're not doing like with
1: Harley Quinn. They're not bit. like a list, but they're definitely mainstays in Spider Man comics. Like all of them, like they've been all over Spider Man for decades. But they're not the first ones you think of either. Like Shocker is not one of the first ones you think of unless you're a comic book fan. If you're like a movie or show fan, you're not gonna think of Shocker, right?
0: Although he was in,
1: Home he Game. was. But how many people are talking? about it? They're talking about the vulture, right? Like the right. scorpion is in it too, technically. But yeah, Matt Gargan. Technically, the hobgoblins in it because Ned Leeds becomes a hobgoblin. Oh right. Yeah, I, I don't know if we're gonna see that. That would seem weird. In the spum,
0: <laughs> is that what it's called? What Sony that? Pictures Universe of Marvel? It is movies. the MCU. No, no, I'm saying the the movies like Morbius and Venom. Oh, gotcha. Are in the spum, the <laughs> Sony Pictures universe of Marvel movies.
1: <laughs> I think they just call it Marvel Entertainment. I think that's technically what they call it. Spew? No. <laughs> Me. Spew into this. All right. We, I think we have to move on.
0: Well, we're in my segment. Oh, we are? Yeah, it's the, what about- We mul- went out of order. We're What's going multiverse? on? This is
1: chaos. No,
0: I segued <laughs> into, from Loki into the multiverse. Oh, okay. We'll continue. So we're in the multiverse, and we're like, which Marvel characters would be like
1: good for a romantic comedy? Hmm. What are you going to do there? like? Well, Spider-Man is always good. You can root for him, but also he has internal failings that will always- fuck up his love life he's like the perfect male lead of a female-led comedy so maybe black cat is the other one because she's a real driven career woman, <laughs> like, doesn't have time for love. <laughs> is that the that's the particular trope we're going with? This is my pitch I'm going for. If we're going romantic comedies, yeah, that's the one they do all the time. Like, they have the woman who doesn't have time for love, and they're just like, Played by Jennifer Lopez. Why don't you just, fu- oh, play by every fucking <laughs> no, Katherine I, Heigl yeah. uh, fucking name, name of star, Kate Hudson. Dude, what if what if they took, oh, this is
0: awful, this is an awful idea, but what if they took the Jennifer Jessica Jones season one plot and twisted that into like nope like bad a, idea stop stop stop. Like, <laughs> well, I was just thinking about how in shallow hal he gets brainwashed into seeing the inner beauty. So when he looks at Gwyneth Fat Gwyneth Paltrow, he sees skinny hot Gwyneth Paltrow. Right, and like that's kind of what the Purple Man. T- no, stop,
1: stop. <laughs> there is no inner beauty to Purple Man. He's just a rapist.
0: No, he's he would be the technically he would be the Tony Randall character. <laughs> what is that you, the guy Tony Randall's the 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 public speaker, the, yeah. the life coach guy? Tony, Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins. Yeah. 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 So that guy's hands. Like, hypnotizes him. It's a hypnotism story. I okay, mean,
1: you're not actually going with rape in this story. You're just using the Purple Man for this story. We're, yeah. we're, we're ignoring g, We're basically
0: g rating Really, we're going man. with,
1: we might even be going back to original Purple Man, because that shit is not in the comics at all. They invented all of that for the Netflix show. Like him being super awful. It's hard to take yeah, mind he just, control. Here's what happens in not, the comics, because I did read all the Jessica Jones comics after I watched the first season. He is one little part And he basically tells her to fight the Avengers. And so she has to do it. And then she gets the shit beaten out of her by the Avengers. Like they put her in a hospital. And then they all feel very bad because like she was this like hopeful superhero. And then she gets jaded because of it. So like it's because of the beat down from the Avengers that she acts the way that she acts. Mm-hmm. There is no sexual assault. They did that for the show. What if we took You've Got Mail? What's that one about? <laughs> Let's do an email base. My <laughs> understanding of it, because I've never seen Ooh. it, is that Tom Hanks is building... Something that's going to encroach on Meg Ryan's bookstore, and they fall in love on American Online, but they don't know they're the people battling against each other in real life. Okay, so... That's the premise you got, Mill, I believe.
0: We take that premise, right? And this is who is battling each other without realizing it. Kingpin and... The sentient battle room from the X Men Mansion. <laughs> and its name is like Cypher or Cyber or something. But at certain, at a certain point, the the X Men's training battle simulator room becomes sentient. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so what's happening is Kingpin is like trying to take over the X Mansion. He's trying to like land grab it just for his own reasons. And of course, the, the sentient room doesn't want that to happen. And it starts an online c- campaign. Catfish against, <laughs> yeah. And then <laughs> they fall in love, <laughs> and it's a love story of a sentient room. <laughs> and they can have a, okay. <laughs> let's yeah, make a me, criminal, ha- let's mass mass me happy. Let's make me happy though. You can Overlord. have a part
1: where the scorpion shows up and he talks to Kingpin. Well, yeah, he's and one he's of just the. Like, why don't you just follow your heart at some point? And Kingpin's <laughs> yeah. like, Kingpin's like, no, I've got a city to run, and I need to kill Spider Man and Daredevil. And he's like, just take some time. It's not all about. Killing Spider Man and Daredevil ever since Vanessa died. You've been really distant. Wilson? (laughs) Yeah. Right? Because you got to call him Wilson. He's Wilson Fisk, right? Yeah. Yeah. You got to humanize him a little bit. And then he's played by the
0: volleyball from. And Tom Hanks is the sentient battle room. (laughs) No, Tom Hanks is just like Tom Hanks is holding the volleyball and he's doing all of Kingpin's lines in second person. (laughs) Did you just accept your own idea? <laughs> I was getting a little meta with the Meg Ryan with the Tom Hanks because he's in so many romantic comedies. There's also the trope like with uh, I think it's called the Weatherman, where like they just wake up and they're in a different life.
1: Oh, the Family Man.
0: Yeah, and you could do that with Hawkeye wakes up and he's like a bachelor or some shit. Yeah, I and, suddenly
1: had four kids and so Dub used to call me the family man all the time or he yeah. would call me Nick Cage all the time. Those are
0: yeah. the two things. But I mean, you could take just about any superhero that is a bachelor or whatever and then it's like, suddenly you've got four kids and oh my god. What would happen <laughs> if a superhero <laughs> like, suddenly has Wolverine kids. wakes like, up do, and do you know, stabs a baby. That would work great with Wolverine. <laughs> that would work great with uh, Cable we already saw
2: hold on we already saw this with Wolverine it was called Logan
0: oh yeah a little bit (laughs) (laughs) except that there's no romantic part to it and we got
2: Days of Future Past where he goes back in time and becomes a bachelor man those X-Men movies
1: just get worse every time I watch them I gotta stop watching them
2: (laughs) Yeah, you got to let that go, man.
1: I almost watched The New Mutants the other day. It was interesting. I always knew it was going to be kind of bad. And then I knew it was going to be Ooh. really bad. And now I'm at the point where it's been so long that I didn't have access to it. That like, And I know it's going to be bad where I just can't bring myself to watch it.
0: You know, I have a similar issue with Tenet. Where it's like, I I am right there with you. It's sitting on HBO Max and I'm just like. It's like, hey, I'm free. You can hear me
1: mumble and go backwards and forwards and not understand what's going on. And I kind of want to jump into it and be like, no, I can conquer this movie. You guys are all a little bit on the slow side. I can figure out what's going on. But I've heard from too many smart people who can't figure it out where I know it's going to frustrate me.
0: (laughs) I I just can't bring. I want to want to watch it. And I can't bring myself to want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like I, his I, movie I completely like
2: I haven't seen it, and I'm like, hey. Like, there's nothing that impels me to watch this movie. And it's free. I can I can literally sit on my couch and watch it at any second. You know
1: what's even more fucked up? I went and saw the trailers. And the whole time I was watching the trailers in the theaters, I was like, this looks fucking awesome. I can't wait to go to this. And now I'm just like,
2: uh, I don't know. It's I don't free.
1: Know. Uh,
2: <laughs> <no>. <laughs> yeah, well, I do uh, Yeah, I'm completely there. I'm going
0: to pay to watch... Black Widow on my HBO Max or whatever without Cinemark the getting my money for that.
1: But yeah, me too.
0: I, I'm not interested in seeing that one in the theater. I'm interested in just watching it on my TV at home. But I'm gonna shell out. I'm gonna go to the theater for Suicide Squad. I just I know you've been saying I that. I really a couple feel like Starro
1: or... is worth is the I it's worth coming. We'll probably back to go now. to the Suicide Squad, but I'm not pumped about it like most people are. I might enjoy it and I might not. I feel like DC always finds a way to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, so... I I have enough faith in... James Gunn. Sure, but it's the producers that ultimately pull. He the said string. that
0: his vision was not compromised by the
1: studio at they all. They still I don't have time that. until and it I hits the theater.
0: He's, <laughs> an, I think, he's pretty transparent about. His I know, process but stuff could happen so. at
1: the zero hour. I just that's why I don't get to listen. This is a place that keeps me safe with DC. <laughs> Because I expect anything. I do love DC Comics. I do. But I am aware that when those are translated into movies, Warner Brothers has a history of really fucking them up. And so I just like, it's probably going to be, I mean, I'm going to go to it. That's the thing. You don't have to sell me on it. I'm going to go to it. Every single DC movie until I see it. I'm just like, we'll see. They
0: are as much as they, I think they have failed mostly because they rallied way too much around Zack Snyder. That was the biggest issue. But and, the, the because, thing is, is and because large the management
1: keeps changing and but, because they keep changing what they're doing with the world, because they had Christopher Nolan build it there and are, then handed it to Zack Snyder and then handed it to Jeff Jones. There are large and then it to fucking
0: sections of DC's not comic book stuff that is really fucking good. Yeah, the it's fucking, their animation art. No, <laughs> I'm untouched. talking about Doom Patrol is fucking great. Harley Quinn is great. I'm
1: I, but this so is, the the is
0: good, dude. Stargirl is good. This, this is, is all live action,
1: though. This is a completely different thing. It's not completely
0: different, it is. It, it is in that, like, fucking, it's,
1: it's different people working on it. It's a different branch. They don't intersect, they never want to connect. They always let people know, no, your silly little dream about getting the flash from the TV show. Like, fuck you, we're never gonna do that. Ezra Miller, like, that they've always kept it separate, like, it's run by completely different people who don't give a shit about what the other people are doing. And I'm on board with
0: that. I don't need it all to I don't want any of it to be connected to those movies. But that's why those I don't trust the terrible.
1: DCEU because I see quality in the other stuff, but they fuck it up on the one-yard line over and over again. I'm not saying they're gonna fuck this up. I just can't have hope in my heart for this to be good because then I will be very let down. This is how I walk out of Justice League and go like. They tried. was Yeah, they tried. They, <laughs> they tried. tried. That's how I was able to walk out of that movie because like, don't... oh, yeah, they tried hard. They just failed utterly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> From what it sounds like, Joss Whedon was just a dick to everybody. Yeah.
1: yeah. Do you know how hard you have to try to be screaming at the top of your lungs that like you'll lose your career? To Gal Gadot. Yeah. Like that's exhausting, dude. He was trying
0: so hard. I don't think he... Put, needs to put a lot of effort into being an asshole. I think it comes naturally to him. It does, but he just went the extra mile. That's <laughs> that's Joss Whedon for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a matter of putting faith into Warner Brothers. I have I, faith in. I'm telling you, I think you should have faith in James Gunn. I do. I think you can have. I do, but I, I, don't, that, I don't have that, faith that, that,
2: in that, the that, that puts me in the seat.
1: Like, yeah. Yeah, and and also like, what am I gonna do? Like, it's content. I'm gonna fucking go to every superhero <laughs> movie anyway. Like, that's just yeah. gonna happen. That's gonna happen. So, it's they got my ticket no matter what. That doesn't even put me in the seat. I actually am curious what he's gonna do with it. I'm not paying too much attention to the trailers because I'm also like, I don't know. I just kind of want to go in and watch it. I don't want expectations because that always disappoints me with DC or often disappoints me. I should say. I mean, so, I just kind of want they get it, to it right be just a enough standalone thing. I don't want it to be connected to anything
0: else.
2: Yeah, just enough that you're like, oh, I'll go see the next one. No, that's (laughs) not what
1: I was going to say. They get movies right just enough to let me down in the next movie. That's all that it is. Here's Wonder Woman. I'm like, yay! And then they're like, Joker. (laughs) Or even like Wonder Woman
0: 2 was a huge letdown after Wonder Woman 1. And it was doubly disappointing because it was more under Patty Jenkins' control than the previous one. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And it was worse. And I. W- she didn't write the first one. She wrote the second yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. But they. Why don't they get Gail Simone to do this shit? I, I could Gail not Simone. answer
1: that. Hire Gail know. Simone for things. She's fantastic. There might be some. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, I don't know why DC does any of the <laughs> things they do with their DCEU. But like the animation arm, not all the time. But very often, like a high percentage of the time. I, I like think... a lot of their shows. I think Superman and Lois is really good, like surprisingly good. I didn't think you could do anything more with those characters and make it work as a TV show. They fucking made it work. It's actually like legit good. Um, they're Ooh. comics. Whenever I pick them up, I enjoy them. Like they're great. DCU, it's hit and miss and it's more miss than hit, you know? Yeah. For the. F- Films specifically, I think the TV. Well, that's shows. the DCEU, right? Yeah, that's specifically yeah, what they call to... it. The DC Extended Universe is what they call it. Yeah, those the movies are largely missed. It's an extra letter, which is even annoying <laughs> that I have to say DC EU. It doesn't roll roll off the tongue. It makes me say roll wrong because it's this extra syllable. So
0: DC AU is Animated Universe. EU is Extended Universe, and what
1: DCCU for Comics Universe. <laughs> I haven't heard any of that. I've just heard DCEU. DC, and they were just CW. they were just going <laughs> off of MCU. They're like, oh, they're the MCU? We're better, so we're going to be one letter larger. I think that's they're as like, far as they They're like, we want to get
2: all those Europeans, so they're part of the EU. Well, that's the E's for extreme. That's the DC,
1: CW. <laughs> The DC Extreme <clears throat> Universe, where Jesse Ventura is playing
0: Bane. There's even There was a show called Vixen that was an animated show about the character of Vixen and it was on the CW, so that would be the DC Cinematic CW Animated Universe. The (laughs) DC (laughs) CW (laughs) AU.
1: My head's starting to hurt.
2: I watched the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard, which is the sequel to the Hitman's Bodyguard.
1: Hitman's Hitman's. It's like Spitterman. <laughs> Spitterman. Futureman. Futurman. Futterman.
2: Yeah. With Ryan Reynolds and Sam Jackson. And the movie wasn't very good. Samuel Jackson is getting really too old for action movies anymore.
1: It was right there and you missed it, dude. Try again. He's getting too old for this shit. <laughs> it's a buddy cop movie and he's getting too old for this Dude, shit. Dude,
2: not all black people are the same. Come I'm not on. saying they are, but it's <laughs> That's a, Danny it's Glover's a, line, damn you. It's a buddy that's Danny, comedy. That's Danny Glover's line. <laughs> no, like, Ryan Reynolds is starting to get that age where, like, even he, he's starting to slow up a bit, but-
1: Harrison Ford's doing it. What's their excuse? Oh, yeah, Harrison Ford got hurt. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> He gets hurt every time he makes a movie nowadays. Pretty much. I mean, usually it's his own fault because
2: he uh, crashes his own plane. But.
1: Yeah. Or he's, he's only been in, what, four a, plane crashes? Or he's petting a CGI wolf that's actually a dude in a green, like, mo-cap <laughs> suit. <laughs> I still can't wait for those pictures to come out. Eventually they're going to come yeah. out where he's just like – Putting his hands on its muzzles, and it's actually like a dude's cheeks that he's doing it for. <laughs> I can't fucking wait. I'm sorry. I was like, hurry up.
2: And this, now I'm this like, needs, this what? needs to be leaked. The Photoshop will be glorious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually saw this one in 40X. So, for people that aren't familiar with that, they actually have like motorized seats you sit in. And, like, they move about. They have, like, like,
1: smells and stuff, too,
2: right? Yeah, and then, like, so there's one scene where somebody gets shot, like, right in Reynolds' Reynolds' face and blood splatters all over his face. And then, like, they shoot water at you, like, right as that happening. So you're, like, extra grossed out by it. (laughs)
1: This sounds aggressive to me. I want to check
2: this out. (laughs) No, it. if I had just watched this, like, regular old movie, it would have been... But 40X where you're like, he's riding down like this hillside on a fucking whatever, a Vespa or something like in Italy. And like people are like, when guns are going off, like there's like air that's going like right next to your head. And so, and then the whole like seats like throwing you about like in time with the, the movie. It makes it a lot more immersive. It's a pretty bland story. Have you ever seen the Kentucky movie? The Kentucky Fried movie? Yeah, that's the one.
1: Yeah. Okay. This reminds me of the You same... and I have
2: seen that together multiple times.
1: This reminds me of when they're in the theater and they're doing the immersive experience and it's just a guy next to him and the woman's like yelling at him and slaps him and the guy <laughs> slaps him across the face. Dude, he's like c- misting stuff on him when it rains and stuff. And then at the very end they're like coming up next behind the green door. <laughs> he like <laughs> rushes out of the theater.
2: <laughs> the, the, the worst part is, is like there's like things inside like the seat back the that rumble like, stuff. Not not that necessarily but like they have these like pistons that come out like like so ryan reynolds will get like a kidney shot punch and you know like you're getting punched or like when somebody gets like thrown onto a table or it already down sounded
1: too aggressive Look, now it's, it's like over the top aggressive
2: it like those like hurt <laughs> no it it was a lot of fun but the movie was not very good the main actors are well pressed their prime I mean, Selma Hayek's in her 50s. I mean, she still looks good. No, for her, no, like, no,
1: no. She's older than 50s. I'm pretty sure. I thought I heard she was 60 the other day. I think day. she's 56. Got a
2: researcher on it. Samuel Jackson's in his 60s. Morgan Freeman's in this, and he's older than dirt. Dude, I was watching Seven, and I was like,
1: fuck, he's old in Seven. <laughs> and that movie's 25 years old. No. <laughs> we saw it in high school, 1995. It's 27.
2: We, yeah. He actually has a fight scene that he's in, and he really shows his age. If it wasn't for the comedy, that movie would have been awful. Like, the comedy really, like, at least, like, brings it, like, some joy to that movie.
1: Okay. On a scale of 7.5 to 10 and 3 fourths, what would you rate it? 9.2. Okay, fair. Middling movie. <laughs>
2: it's, I mean, the experience that I went, went like, seeing this in forty X. It was a, a lot more engaging and fun. And I really <laughs> liked the first movie, but it's just like they retread a lot of the same stuff, and it just—they didn't need to make this movie. I mean, and then they have Antonio—old-ass Antonio Banderas as the villain, hmm. and it's just—
0: <sighs> So Selma Hayek is 55. She's 55.
1: Samuel Jackson is 73. I thought he's in his 70s, but when I immediately got challenged with Selma Hayek, I was like, I don't need to double down on this shit.
2: God damn it, I could have broke even. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure like Morgan Freeman's like 86.
1: Yeah. Deep dive. Deep, deep dive. I noticed you're wearing a Chasing Amy shirt there.
2: I am wearing a Chasing Amy shirt. Give it to me by the Kevin Smith.
1: Was it given to you by the Kevin Smith, or was it given to you by a person who was given it
2: by Kevin Smith? It was a trade with somebody who was given it by Kevin Smith. <laughs> yeah, my understanding I- was you were given something else. <laughs> so I went and attended the live taping of the podcast Fat Man Beyond with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin. They were just giving shit away, and so they did a trivia, and I answered one of the trivia questions correctly. So
1: we did not get to the question where I was coaching you on how to like plug our show. <laughs> <laughs> nah. should have accounted for this possibility
2: <laughs> i plugged a show yeah you plugged a show we haven't been on for three years dude i had a lot to drink at this <laughs> point it was hour two of this podcast i told carl too i was like he's at a bar i'm pretty sure i can like connect the dots here <laughs> It was really, like, I had to, like, w- wade through people to walk up to the bar and get the stuff. And then I'm like, okay, I can do this. And I just, like, froze. Because he, like, instructs people, like, what they should say into the camera. Yep. And I was like, oh. And it just, like, completely, th- I froze. <laughs> but I answered my question correctly. What's the sort of? I mean, like, I heard, <laughs> by the way, I did listen
1: to the episode. And I could just faintly hear you going, "Montucky Skies. <laughs> So, what did you yell? How did you answer it, sort of?
2: So, the question was, in the original animated Lord of the Rings movie, who voiced Legolas from the original Star Wars movie? Okay. What's your answer for that?
1: Anthony Daniels, because you already told me, but yeah. I got it wrong before. <laughs> did not know.
2: So, nobody was answering. And I was like, <sighs> It's gotta be Anthony Daniels. So I just shouted out like actually what I said was Anthony Davis because I had LA on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why
1: JC said close enough? Yeah. Okay, because I could not hear you answering it. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> no, I So you you answered the power forward for the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> That what Star correct. Wars role did he play? <laughs> was he in <laughs> The Mandalorian? Was he in Rise of Skywalker? I only saw it twice.
2: He was in the uh, Star Wars holiday special, C3P. <laughs> <laughs> the new one? That was pretty good, by the way. Anyway. So I answered that and I walked up and I got a Cobra Kai box, which was, it's about three feet square by about six or eight inches deep. So I bring it back to my seat. It was great because I could put my beer on it. Because you're just sitting in like fold up chairs and there's like 50 people in the bar total. Like it's not a very big area. I'm staring and I'm like, I have got to get on a plane with this thing in 12 hours. <laughs> what the fuck am I going to do with this? And I'm like staring at it and staring at it. I'm like, and the, the guy sitting behind me had won a package. It was like the Manscaped, the ball trimmer, mm-hmm. uh, a t shirt, and something else. And I, uh, Turned around, I'm like, I will straight up trade you anything you got for this box because I got to get on a plane in like 12 hours. Like I could have FedExed it to myself at home or something.
1: It's also a lot of effort to get a box. You know what I mean? Like it's cool It was a cool
2: box. Like As it, cool
1: as a box was, it's not like the box was filled with things either. <laughs>
2: no, all the cool shit that I wanted was already taken out like the of the box. the reversible jacket. Dude, that jacket was sweet. So I was like, "Fuck! What do I do with this box?" So I traded off. So I ended up with this "Chasing Amy" T-shirt. It's like four sizes too big. It's a pretty good shirt, though. It's pretty sweet, like, and it's actually got Kevin Smith's autograph on the back. Like, oh, it's nice. printed into it. But
1: oh, so he didn't do it at the show? No,
0: that's better. Anyways, it won't wash out
1: when you wash it. It's that's better true. That way. Yeah, that's true. Because my Tusk Blu-ray, the autograph came off because I washed it. So.
2: Why are you washing your blue jays? Because it's Tusk. Forever dirty. Oh boy. I do have an autograph. I am a big
0: fan
1: of Tusk. I am too. <laughs> but it is not a pleasant watch. No, can I just say really quick? Uh I told Amanda we're gonna go see a Kevin Smith movie, but it's a horror movie. She can't remember the name of anybody anyway. So she's like, okay. And then Dub runs into us the day before we go to it in the Myrna Loy, and he goes, Dude, you see in tusk i was like yeah and he's like that shit is so funny i just laughed the entire time and then so amanda thought we're going to comedy and she was gonna take a couple of our kids to it and i was like no this is like a horrific r-rated movie and she was like come on like dub said it was funny i was like it's horrific i know enough about it like i've been hearing podcasts dude she acted as if i had like blindsided her with that movie after we went out of it (laughs) Like, not quite as bad as your wife, but pretty bad. Yeah. And I kept saying, I told you it was going to be like a grotesque horror movie. I kept telling you.
2: Dub just threw a fucking (laughs) wrench into Dub threw the whole thing for a loop. Yeah. The podcast, they streamed live. So there's like a 10-second delay between live and what was going on. He actually called me a fox. Come get your box, fox. Nice. So I got called a fox by Kevin Smith. So (laughs) there's that. (laughs) The whole bar is set up like the bar from most, most likely Cantina. Yeah, they have like four or five booths along the one side, and there's like you can fit like four or five people around one of them. And then like the middle one, they have a camera hanging from the top of the arch, and they have a like professional monitor like just hanging from the ceiling and. A nice camera below that that they use for the live stream. Look into the camera. What are you going to gonna do with that box? So I said, uh, I'm going to show it off on Montucky Skies. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen.
1: I did take the last episode and slap on an intro into it. So if anybody is actually listening to from that, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome to our giant discussion. I'm glad discussion. you got here from there. Yeah, about like Dazzler And the Purple Man in a romantic comedy. (laughs) You're welcome.
2: So when you were down in L.A., you actually got me something. Yeah. So you went into one of the stores down on our Hollywood strip and uh, got me a, a copy of the Script for Raiders of the Lost Art.
1: I believe it was the third draft, right?
2: That I can't. That sounds right, but I yeah. don't, I don't remember. Exactly. I think we
1: researched it, and there was like eight drafts or something.
2: Yeah. So <clears throat> I actually repaid the favor. Ooh, I'm excited. So Big's gonna open this up. Oh, it's a script. No fucking way. <laughs> I got a script for The Thing. That's By John awesome. Carpenter. Like, how many podcasts have you talked about that movie on?
1: Way too many, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I am 100% going to read this. Yeah. And then I do not expect them to reveal anything that I want to know.
2: No, you're, n- you're not going to find out if, like... Either or it, both of them were the thing.
1: Yeah. So I will approach this like a DCEU movie. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so much, I man. bought I bought two scripts while I was in this store. I saw Starbeast screenplay and almost bought it. And then I saw Raiders and I was like, I bet Brandon would like that. So
2: <laughs> Thank you and so it was, much. It was really interesting because they had like – it was before they had cut out all the stuff that would basically become Temple of Doom.
1: Yeah, yeah. And they had a tiny bit of Last Crusade in it, as I recall. Or you told me some segment that There survived. might have
2: been one or two things that they kind of ended up saving for that, that movie. But, like, they took a big chunk out and made it uh, Temple of Doom. So I ended up buying two scripts while I was in that store. So I bought The Thing. I originally, like, was going to get The Godfather. But then I saw The Thing and just thought about how many times you've talked about that movie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like, I don't need to hear about it
2: more. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm interested to see, like, if you find anything, like, revealing out of that.
1: Yeah. I'm 100% going to read it as soon as I finish my Once Upon a Time novelization written by Quentin Tarantino, which I may or may not talk about next week. Depends on how much I can read, kids. I saw the set where it was filmed. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah. Which particular set? So it was... Because it's all over LA.
2: No, it was the set they used when they were filming the f- the fake film. The okay, Western. The, the Western thing? Gotcha. Yeah. And we went on the uh, Universal Studios tour. And the, uh, the tour guide was talking about how they had fucked up. But when they were filming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, they had like all that covered up with like black tarps and stuff. But... Brad Pitt was hanging out outside smoking a cigarette when the the whole tour went by and they're like is that Brad Pitt? All the tour guys have NDAs so they're like we can't tell you that. <laughs> because they hadn't they hadn't even announced that Brad Pitt was all like involved in that yet. How hard is it to just say no? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> See, that the, the, the fucked up thing about a lot of those NDAs is you can't say no either because that is a definitive answer.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. That is so funny.
2: <laughs> no, it was kind of cool because like you would take the tour and you go like, and here on your right is the set of A Good Place. My dad saw that. Yeah. With all the frozen yogurt stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, it just looks like it did. And they have, like, the fucking train station. And they still have the signs up for, what do they call, like, the little units? I can't remember. Was it a suburb or? I
1: don't know. Oh, neighborhoods? Neighborhood.
2: Yeah. So they had, like, all that set up. And then they're one of their famous ones is they have the freaking swamp they use for the creature from the Black Lagoon. And it's, like, a foot and a half deep.
1: Okay. I want to ask you a very specific question. And I, I don't want side answers on this. I want a specific question. Did you see any celebrities that we would know in this room? And by we, I mean me and Carl. At Universal? Anywhere.
2: I mean, I saw Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, okay. Outside of that, we already covered that.
2: So I was. Because
1: I know celebrities were seen, but I didn't know who any of them were.
2: <laughs> so my kids saw some guy that's famous on tiktok and then no that doesn't count that's no, not I, good enough and then there was like a youtuber they saw and not I was like, good I, enough I, I, i'm like i i i don't know who the fuck these people yeah they are. don't count as celebrities I'm, they're just influencers
1: that's like three steps below any celebrity <laughs> i'm fine with that stuff i just like I, i'm not I'm not going to be like, oh, it's that guy. You know what I mean? I feel like that's more of a generation. Oh, there's a lot of
0: people I follow on Twitter. I wouldn't recognize a single one of them in real life except for the ones that I followed on Twitter because I knew them from TV. There are people that I discovered on Twitter and I like their tweets and I follow them and I read their tweets
2: on a daily basis. Would never recognize them in person. Yeah. So I went to a – they have like live stunt shows. And mm-hmm. I, went, yeah. I went to the Waterworld one. They still have a
1: Waterworld they one going? They still have
2: a Waterworld one going.
1: Weird. Like. The one
2: thing about that movie that was successful. <laughs> and the plot of the stunt show was awful just they always are fucking awful, they always are they always are it was impressive i mean they have like because they're doing stunts They have five guys they have five guys like jet skiing in this fucking like smaller than olympic sized swimming pool like around each other safely and then like at one point like a plane crashes over the set they have all these squibs going off with for gunshots and like fireballs just looking at the choreography and like what goes into what like How they can safely do this every two or three hours is kind of impressive. All of the people were professional stunt actors. Like one guy is a regular on uh, American Horror Story. There's another one that's like like the whole – like out front they have the whole cast and like all the credits they out on them. It's all stuff at least some of us have seen. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, yeah, they're impressive because of the stunts, not because of the writing. No, to get you to the stunts. Like, I remember seeing an Indiana Jones one, and they're just like, I'm gonna steal this idol of blah blah blah. And then, like, he grabs it, and then, like, all of a sudden, all these people come running out, and he's like doing flips and stuff. And that was cool, but it was like, that's really bad writing
2: getting (laughs) to that point, dude. It's really bad writing.
1: (laughs) Like, I'm going to do this thing that will trigger this stunt. Uh Uh-oh, I'm doing it. (laughs) They might as well just say that.
2: Yeah, I mean, they have like guys that are like jumping off these walls that are like 30 feet in the air into this pool. That's I don't know how big it is deep wise. But I mean, they're doing stuff that you could get seriously hurt if you don't know what the fuck you're doing.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's why they're stunt artists. And
2: then like the funniest part to me went to Universal in 1993. They had just opened up. The Back to the Future ride. Sometime between 1993 and now, so somewhere in the last 30 years, they uh, actually took the whole Back to the Future and made it Springfield. Oh, Simpsons, And then they took the Back to the Future ride and repurposed it (laughs) as a Simpsons ride. (laughs) I love it. So, So, like, when you... We would get into the Back to the Future ride. You'd get in and then like they had like you'd go into this little room and like it'd be your family and another family because it was like I think an eight-person ride. And you go and like, Marty, you got to go back to the future and do some stupid, <laughs> stupid thing. So you get on this ride and then like – Your children are so in you danger. Get in. you get in this uh, – you get in like it's – the ride itself, and it's like made up like the Delorean, like right behind you got the flux capacitor, like doing its flashy thing, and then like along in front of you they have it made up like with the years and time and stuff on it, and then like as you'd get in and you put your the seatbelt on, and then like the gullwing doors from the Delorean it closed down. Well, they repurposed it as like a crusty Land uh, roller coaster. And so they like just took the Gullwing doors and repainted them. <laughs> and then showed like a different movie as you're going through the ride. Right.
1: <laughs> I, it was really funny. Do you remember what you sent me from Universal Studios when you went in the 90s? Not at all. You sent me a postcard of the Bates
2: Motel and it said, I'm going to go take a shower now. That's <laughs> what you sent me. I had it for years. And That's then- funny because I remember I, the one, the, Cause I only got a couple of things from Universal. I had a T-shirt. I had a uh, a do not disturb sign from the Bates Motel. And I I get now I like completely remember saying yeah. You that.
1: <laughs> I remember that. Like I had it hanging up on my wall. I don't know when I lost it, but it had to have been in the last like fifteen years. Yeah. I had it for a while.
2: And I had that um, do not disturb sign. I think until my freshman year of college, when like I had it like hanging out on my. I had it on the door of my dorm room and it got broke. And I tried – I actually, like, was in, like, looking at the gift shops because they still have, like, when you're going on the universe, still – Bates Motel is still there.
1: Yeah, because it was just used again. <laughs> yeah, they had a whole TV show, I guess. Yeah, it was terrible. But Vera Formiga was being weird, so <laughs> I still support her. I New got New to New do the hat trick.
0: You and your Vera Formiga. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. She just keeps coming up. It's not my fault. Right. It's coming up organically, I swear. <laughs> it's just like Mephisto. I keep seeing him everywhere. It's not my fault. He's clearly behind the space oh, lizards.
0: Oh, That is the headline. Vera Formiga is Mephisto.
1: <laughs> that would be kind of amazing. I'm not going to lie. It is the perfect Vera Formiga role. <laughs> Nobody will see it coming.
2: And on that
0: note, we the fuck out of here cause it's hot in this recording studio. Bye. Bye. Bye!
1: <laughs> Please subscribe, rate, and review the show. Follow us or reach out on Instagram at NSF underscore network, Facebook's Not Safe for Network page, or email Not Network Podcast at gmail.com. Not Safe for Network was created and hosted by Carl Borneman, Brandon Beardsley, and Alex Small. Produced by Alex Small. Subscribe to all the podcasts on our network. Season 3 of Movies with Wrestlers has Eric and Connor answering the question on everyone's mind. Who's better, The Rock or John Cena? Every week, A Cosmic Void has Jeremiah and Biggs deconstructing influential movies. Not Safe for Network examines the zeitgeist through rabbit holes, deep dives, interviews, and pop culture battles weekly. And if you need some classic TV talk, catch up on the previous three seasons of In Syndication.